Hey there, guys. Welcome back to the ParaConnection Podcast. You're here with Schuler and Andy from PILT Paranormal with another episode. I'm pretty excited. Andy, are you? Oh, I am absolutely excited. Right on, man. Right on. Yeah, I have to say tonight's topic's going to be pretty interesting. It's a little different approach compared to what we've had before. But it's a topic nonetheless I think we need to talk about regarding the paranormal. You want to elaborate a little bit, Andy? Absolutely. I think it's a very, very important topic, actually. We're uh, going to be talking tonight about uh, pseudo-investigators, which are fake investigators and uh, what uh, their actions are doing to the field. Exactly. And it's just like Andy said, you know, there's people out there that sadly do that. Some are professional, some are amateur, some are mid-class, if you will, regarding the paranormal. But they're out there, whatever their agenda is, it's not my type of agenda, but I've dealt with it personally. And regardless, if anyone else has listening to the podcast, I'm sure you can at least understand the topic. But before we jump into it, Andy, there's a couple things we got to say here. It's not just going to be you and me tonight, Andy. We have yet another guest, do we not? That's right. We have my friend Janessa. Nice, nice. So Janessa reached out to you to talk with us a little bit about pseudo-investigators to kind of elaborate her personal opinion on it? Yes. In fact, this is a subject that she and I both are very, very passionate about, and uh, we, we talk about it quite often, actually. Well, right on, Andy. With you feeling that confident, I'm feeling pretty confident about it, too. So if you don't have anything else... I think we can get this podcast rolling on and get Janessa in. Oh, definitely. Let's do it. All right, guys. So we got Janessa on the podcast. Janessa, you there? I'm here. Hello. Awesome. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? That's good. Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Andy and I just here talking about all things scary and paranormal and in between like always. Right, Andy? <laughs> That's how we do. All right. <laughs> All right, so Janessa, as you probably know by now, we are bringing you on for tonight's topic about pseudo-investigators, and Andy has enlightened me that you have a couple of experiences, you have some stories, and or at, at least some you know, highlights about what you think about them, how to deal with them. Yes, um, unfortunately I do, um, and just just the, the way that I work, you know, I won't necessarily um, you know, drop names or out anybody in particular. Uh, but I mean, I have, I have ran into my fair share of, you know, those who are just not as genuine as, I don't know, I guess I would expect people to be, um, one in particular, uh, I mean, I'll just be completely honest here. The the way that, that my team is set up, I'm the co-director of Prism Colorado, um, there, there's just there's two types of investigators that I have um, ran into. Um, there are those who are in it for, you know, more of the spotlight, wanting to be the next ghost adventurers or ghost hunters or you know whatever. And then there's people who are wanting to help. Um, and we're our, my team is we we more focus on, you know, like all of our services are free. We go in and do home investigations and business investigations, and we don't charge for any of them. Um, you know, we do the research and the cleansing, pretty much everything from beginning to end, we do for free. We don't charge. Um, and unfortunately, I have run into some people who, you know, who who are just there for the 
really exciting things about the paranormal that we don't usually actually see most of the time. And so I've just, I've seen a lot of things that unfortunately have been faked or, you know, kind of blown out of proportion just a little bit. Um, and it just, it's, it gets very frustrating to teams like us who we're just kind of in it for the experience. We're in it for, you know, um, a, a big a thing that we really say um, a lot is we investigate and we educate. So going along those lines, you know, having people come and go, oh my gosh, like what's the scariest thing that you've ever done? Have you ever, you know, come up against a demon? Um, recently, we actually, we investigated the Dickens Tavern up in, uh, in Longmont, Colorado. And our intern actually got scratched. I mean, he got, he had three scratches down his back and they were probably about four or five inches long. Wow. And, um, and immediately everybody jumped, jumped on the, oh my, it's a demon. It's a demon type of thing. And it shows like ghost adventures where, you know, they have the main person going, oh my God, it's demon. It's a demon. It just, it makes it really hard for us to really show the true nature of what the paranormal is really about because the likelihood of you running into something demonic is so small and so slim um, that it, it just makes the public education part of it a lot harder. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that, Janessa. It's when it comes to the whole balance of, is it just a malevolent entity that was once human compared to something that's completely non-human known as a demon? Right. Mm -hmm. it, it is something that people do jump the gun on because of the TV shows they watched or the movies yeah. that they watched or stories that have been told. So yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from with that. And, and it can kind of kill the whole seriousness of the investigation because people either scare themselves or they just get excited. And it's like, you have to kind of dig a little deeper before you just jump the gun and make that assumption that it is a demon because right. there are human entities that I've come across or that other teams have come across. I've worked with that, it turned out to be a human, you know, maybe a grumpy old man or some killer. I mean, it's still not a good right. thing, <laughs> right. but, it, but it's not a demon, though. Right. It, that, that's something that we, you know, we really try to drive home, especially, you know, in educating the public is just going, you know, what spirits are or ghosts or entities, whatever you want to call them, energies. I mean, especially when you're dealing with intelligent ones, all all they are, you know, is that person's personality that is crossing over. So if they're miserable and they're grumpy and they're, you know, whatever during life, the likelihood that they're going to be all like happy, you know, sun sunshine and roses is not going to be the case, especially if it's, you know, if it's, you know, involving something that's the violent death or I mean, whatever the circumstances may be. Um, so really, really educating them, just going, um, and even with inhuman things, something that I've that I learned a lot from my the past founder of Prism is there there are a lot of in instances where there can be inhuman spirits or energies that are not evil. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there's there's a yin and a yang to every single part of the paranormal, and unfortunately, everybody wants to focus on the the darkness and the, you know, cause that's the scare factor and that's where, you know, the emotions come from and all that stuff that people forget that there's this other part of it. Um, and the majority of the time you're not going to come across something that evil. So. 
Yeah, and I completely agree with that too, Janessa. Along with my team, uh, Andy and I, we do everything for free too when it comes to residentials, even businesses. I, I mean, we don't charge anything. It's been like that since 2011. And the way that I see it is that we're the 911 that no one can call. You know, that no one in their right mind would call, I guess, because if you call the normal 911, they're going to throw you in a loony bin or, you know, call you crazy. But right. we're that 911. They're like, hey, there's invisible people around. Can you come help us and not judge us? And we're like, yeah, we're right there. Don't worry about it. So, you know, and I've been in that situation before where I've needed help when I was an amateur paranormal investigator and I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know what to do. So I had to learn on my own. And push came to shove, I did learn, but I learned it the hard way alone, which was terrifying. So right. the way that I see now is I needed to construct my team to be completely for the people, you know, para unity and also before the community. So totally respect that. And, and I'm glad you guys do that as well, because that's what it's really about is helping people and learning and educating, like you said, as well. Absolutely. And I I mean, that's so funny that you said that because I had a very similar um, experience. I, I was always the, I mean, this was like back in my teenage years, um, when I met my husband or, you know, my then boyfriend at the time, um, he was the very first sensitive that I had actually come into contact with. He's a medium. And, um, and it really like, just kind of, I don't know, just like jump started me into learning about the other side because he has had so many personal experiences, um, which kind of introduced me into having more experiences and things like that. So we we went into the amateur like, oh, my friend, like <laughs> we have something going on in our basement and we don't know who to talk to. <laughs> and I, you know, my 18 year old self were like, oh, well, you know, my husband's a medium. Um, we can come over like, I mean, totally inexperienced. And we got we got ourselves into a lot of um, trouble. We got ourselves in way over our heads with this particular case um and i'm like like i'm not even to this day going to label it as yeah it was demonic and and blah 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 but it was sure as hell scary and i would be more than happy to share that experience with with you guys um because it, it really was one of those just eye-opening experiences of going oh like this this side of of life is a lot deeper than i thought um and so after, after he and I kind of got together, we kind of put it to the side a little bit, had kids, did all that stuff. Um, and then we had an experience where we had an entity actually come into our home um, and, and just wreak absolute havoc with, with all of us. And we didn't know where to go to. It was, it was outside of, you know, Sean's knowledge and, you know, his mom's a medium. And, you know, so it's not like we're coming from this a completely fresh um, you know, uneducated background of, you know, what to do and stuff. But we, we had done all the blessings. We've done the cleansings. We did everything that we personally knew how to do and it wasn't enough. Um, and it was wow. to the point where it was starting to affect my kids. And so I kind of just did this search on the internet of like, what do I do? <laughs> where do I go? Who do I call? Yeah. And I ended up um, finding a, a YouTuber that um, has been doing paranormal stuff for a really, really long time. And getting into that was kind of my, you know, end to where I am today because that that community that I was a part of 
really opened my eyes to all of these other avenues of, okay, cleansing doesn't work. Um, you know, getting a house blessing from a priest doesn't work. Okay. So here's, here's what you can do. And so just feeling that, you know, the emotions of, oh my, like, are we crazy? Am I making this up? You know, who do I go to? I can't talk to anybody. Even, even some of the uh, religious people that we went and talked to still looked at us like we were just absolutely insane. Um, mm. so having that background of, of feeling like that, that's, that's something that we really, um, you know, make sure that with the clients that we talk to, you know, cause every single, every single one of them that I've ever talked to has said, I just feel crazy when I say this out loud, I feel yeah. absolutely crazy and, and they're not. Um, so, I mean, and that's part of the big education that we're trying to provide is that, you know, for those who can't call 911, um, who can't talk to their neighbor or even a parent or a family member or a friend or whatever, you know, that there are still avenues to go down. Um, I mean, and Prism Colorado, we actually turned it into an LLC. So we're, we're making it, you know, a legitimate business. I mean, that's, that's one big thing that we're still driving home is that, you know, there is help out there and no, you don't have to be charged for it and all this stuff. So yeah, it's, it's really, it's been an amazing experience for sure. Wow, Janessa, that is fantastic. Like I, I don't even have many words that, that can make enough sense <laughs> to just explain how, how mind blown I am right there. That That's wonderful. I'm happy for you guys. Yeah. And on a personal level, I'm glad that you and your family have been able to kind of move away from that dark yes. time you know, and you, you were able to not only learn from it, but resolve the issue too. Yes. And before I go deeper into this, I'm going to throw this to Andy because I'm sure he's got questions and comments. And I've been taking the mic. Andy, you know you got to shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of hard to do from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> that is not, that's, that's not a lie. <laughs> go ahead, man. It's all you. But uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of like what she said about YouTube, that one is the hot button issue for me. Like, for instance, I hate, hate, hate going on YouTube and then seeing these people who are not actually paranormal investigators, but they lead people to believe they are. And they go out and they do all of these quote unquote investigations and they lead people astray and the people who are watching it totally buy it like they believe it and they think that they're legit and they're not mm -hmm. and that really really bugs me because they're lying to people who really have an interest you know i mean if somebody has a legitimate interest in this don't lie to them show yeah. them what it's really like sure yeah let them know because you know this these could be people who are looking into it because they want to become paranormal investigators or you know maybe they're having an issue with the paranormal and they need to know how to resolve it so lying to them online like that is not helping anybody you know, I mean, sure, it's putting money in your pockets, but that's about it. Well, you know? fortunately, you find that, and Andy, I know you and I have talked about this before um, many times. <laughs> yeah. It's all hours. 
Um, but I mean, unfortunately, you just you find really disingenuous people, and I mean, in almost every walk of life, you know, it doesn't matter what you're involved in. There's always going to be that person, um, which is it is just really unfortunate. Um, you know, just a really good example of it. My team and I, we were investigating a the Colorado Railroad Museum um, over in Golden, and it's such an incredible, incredible location. I mean, they've got the history behind it is just literally it's just so many layers deep and just walking onto the property you can just feel i mean you're literally just like walking through a time machine and you're walking onto this property and it's amazing um and so we kind of, we opened it up just a little bit and you know to friends and family to whoever wanted to come and my co-director you know brought two of her friends and we, there was just this one part where you know, we were like waiting for responses. We were doing an EVP session and their response was kind of like, so all you guys do is like sit in the dark and ask questions to a wall. <laughs> and unfortunately, like that's the real paranormal investigating that, that I would love to show, um, you know, people that, I mean, just because you may not experience anything right there, the majority of the experiences that, you know, especially evidence that we catch is not in the moment it's in the evidence review right um, the wall yeah. answered back that we know we have something exactly right because unfortunately not all spirits have the the mojo or, or whatever you want to call it to answer back and and interact um you know in this physical plane and so yeah i mean when I first started here in PRISM, um, the former founder actually had a meetup group where we would take people who were in, you know, interested in the, uh, in the paranormal and we'd take them to locations and we'd put the gadgets in their hands and we'd teach them about it. And, you know, we'd go, like there was this one time we went to a, um, a cemetery out, I mean, literally in like the middle of nowhere because it was the only one that didn't have our restrictions and things like that. Hmm. And it just was, it was such a mind blowing experience from an investigator to like the public just like watching their reaction um you know because you know someone who isn't a paranormal investigator they're interested in the paranormal and what do they do well they turn on the tv and they they go to discovery or travel channel or a and e i don't know whatever channels are out there that have paranormal content on there and that is their first experience to it you know, so it just, and I, and I understand, and this is not me like knocking those shows down. I have a lot of respect for, um, for everyone in the paranormal field to tell you the honest truth, because it's not an easy thing to get into and it's not an easy thing to continue with. Um, you know, I mean, there are some people that, I mean, obviously make our jobs harder and I wish that that wasn't the case, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but I just, I wish that people nowadays, because you know, TV is all about the ratings and just all of that stuff that, I mean, in a way, it's not really their fault in a way because they're having to keep up with ratings and, and you know, the, satis- the satisfaction of um, viewers and things like that. And no one, like, people who aren't paranormal investigators don't want to turn on the TV and just watch a paranormal investigator sit in silence. And I get that. <laughs> I understand that completely. Um, however, there's just so many negative um, consequences to that for just the normal, everyday, like down in the mud paranormal investigators 
who are really trying to make a difference. Um, so, I mean, and there, and there's, there's this big catch 22 that we're always having to juggle and, and play with. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, and again, Andy and I have talked about this. It's really hard for, I mean, even the amateur ones who go onto YouTube and YouTube is such an amazing platform if you use it the correct way. Yeah. And unfortunately not all content creators use it effectively, you know, or in, in a positive way, they're more looking at it for the money or themselves or, I mean, and whatever, you know, and again, this is me not judging. I'm not throwing any judgment on anybody. Um, you know, it just, I just, I can say from my personal aspect or my personal perspective or perspective that, you know, we, we deal with a lot of, you know, misconceptions or miss, um, you know, just wrong, the stigmas, I guess, about the paranormal community. Um, we deal in everyday life because, you know, we're, we're in it all the time. So. Yeah, I completely agree with that too, Janessa. It's, it's terrible because when it comes down to, like you're saying, everyday investigators or people that are doing it truly out of the kindness of their hearts, you know, these TV shows, these fake investigators, they're making it extremely difficult for people like us to do what we're doing. Right. And whenever we do put our content on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook or whatever platform that we decide to put it on, it's really difficult to get those people the, all their trust, you know, the viewers, right. the listeners because they may have already watched 20 different teams and their videos and they figured out they're fake or they have a higher expectation whether their evidence right. is real or not. But then right. they watch us and we're sitting in the dark for, you know, two of our videos, it's just us sitting in the dark and there's no apparition. There's no, there no poltergeist activity, maybe an EVP, but that's it. And they're like, oh, these guys are boring. But the thing is, is we're being honest, we're being open and we're showing everyone what it's really like to be a paranormal investigator and not right. just Hollywood magic. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it's not only just the TV paranormal investigators or the YouTube investigators. You know, we also come up against that Goliath of Hollywood where, you know, <laughs> we've got, you know, movies like, um, you know, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, even though it's based off of a real story, yeah. it's fantasized it's you know pushed beyond the real story because they don't think the real story is scary enough um mm. one of one of the stories that i think doesn't ha get enough credit for the actual core um story is the haunting of or the yeah the haunting of connecticut i think yes. is what it is um and because i mean i've i have read you know um articles and have seen documentaries on it and stuff like that and there was this one documentary <clears throat> excuse me on youtube that it literally was just the family and those who were in it directly um who sat down and and asked about it and and you could just feel their the experiences through what they were saying and the emotions that you know they were telling their stories through and that right there to me is enough and I wish that it was it was like that for more people, um, you know, because it, it's absolutely incredible what we experience just as it is. Even if we go 12 hours and we catch one EVP, that is incredible. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> yes, it, it is. It's not supposed to happen. It's called the paranormal because it's outside, you know, the, the realm of what we consider to be scientifically normal. 
okay, you're not supposed to go into a building that hasn't been occupied in, you know, whatever, 300, 400 years and ask a question and get a response. That's not supposed to happen. Yeah. When it does, I mean, that right there is just so, I mean, that's, that's why it's part of the reason why I continue to go back and I do what I do. And, you know, we, we push the, the limits just a little bit as far as, you know, what we, or how we investigate and what we experiment with, because you just never know that it's, you know, all it takes is just one, you know, move around the corner as far as, you know, doing an experiment and all of a sudden you can get these incredible results. Exactly. So that, that's kind of, that's where I wish, you know, more people understood. Um, and what we do is it's not easy. Um, you know, I mean, we, we actually have a couple public, uh, investigations. One of them is this weekend actually down in La Vida, Colorado, which is this itty bitty little mountain town. And the curator of this museum called Francisco Fort, um, he, I mean, pretty much the first time we went down, he gave us the keys and said, have fun, don't break anything. And then gave us the like full run of the entire museum and allowed us to do our research in whatever way that he, that we saw fit. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Which, I mean, and as you know, that's really hard to do. It's really hard for owners to just be able to hand you a key and go, okay, bye. Absolutely. You know? So, I mean, and this, and Bob is, he's such a wonderful person and we've, we've gained such a, a really great friendship. Um, you know, between us and he, and he's not a believer. And this is, and that's something that is also just really fun about being a paranormal investigator is that he is a full on skeptic. He doesn't think the museum is haunted. Um, however, there's, there's a couple pieces of evidence that we have turned into him and he's just like, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't explain that. So, I mean, and it's, a, it's just so fun being able to, to research with him and show him what we got. But anyways, that's not the point. Um, <laughs> Just, you know, some of the things that we, that I've talked about with my director is just going, you know, cause we're now like, we're on this, this line of being genuine and real. And, and this is what we are and what we do as paranormal investigators. And then there's this other line that we have to also walk now that we want to, but the in entertainment factor. Yeah. Right. So people pay money to come into this event and they want to be scared. Like that's what they want to do. They want to come face to face with something terrifying so they can walk away going, Oh my God. I mean, all of that, it's all about the experience to them and it should be. However, it's like, you know, obviously we hope that the museum is going to be active. We hope that, you know, the other locations that we're going to be doing later this month, um, is active, but we can't, it's not a guarantee. We can't go in there and say, okay, ghosts, let's perform. Cause yeah. that's not how it works, you know? <laughs> so I, and that's particularly at this point in time, I think that's the biggest frustration that I have with these pseudo investigators who are just in it for the views. They're in it for the money. Um, they're not in it for the actual, you know, the science behind it, or even just the experience behind it. You know, it's, it's all about, you know, how much money can I make? which again is fine. There's no judgments, but it, we just see it every single day in, in the hardships that we have to face with the public. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get a really long answer for your question. No, that's <laughs> fine. Janessa. more the merrier. And you know, I'm sure Andy is over there writing a book for us. Andy, I hope you are, <laughs> but you know, jumping back with Janessa, that's completely fine. More the merrier because for our listeners, hopefully this is very educational 
and even for those that are used to fake investigators, hopefully not too many, but you know, this could be a repeat thing, but it's also nice to have this validation that they're not the only one and that there are other people out there that sadly have experienced this, you know, but this is what you have to expect. This is what you have to look for. And these are things that you may have to actually work your way through. And like you said, everything that we're speaking about it is opinionated you know and there isn't any judgment but what we are putting out there is kind of like a basic right and wrong in the way of a real paranormal investigator and don't get me wrong the views are great followers are great para unity is awesome but when it comes down to it i would rather be born and bleak but give truthful answers of what we got or what we did not get sure and uh Andy, what do you have to throw in on this? I mean, I know you've only done two investigations with our team, you know, in, in just this month itself. But jump into pseudo investigators. Have you ever met anybody, you know, over social media or is it just mainly watching people on YouTube? Boy, have I. <laughs> <laughs> I yes, I have. <laughs> I had some doozies, let me tell you. Um, like... For instance, not long ago, probably about, oh, I don't know, about maybe six months ago, I met this person who says, okay, well, I want to be a YouTuber because I'm a YouTuber as well. And I'm all about bringing the truth of the paranormal out there to my viewers. And so this person comes to me and says, okay, I want to be a YouTuber and I want to be a paranormal investigator, but I want to learn how to do it the legit way. Mm -hmm. You know, she came to me and said, could you help me? So I said, sure. And I, you know, I taught her everything I knew, did all I could with her. And then she eventually turned to this other person who has been a YouTuber for a long time but isn't necessarily involved in the paranormal itself. And so, yeah, she, she turned to him because he, he promised her that he would bring her subscribers to her YouTube channel. But let me tell you this, to this day, she is absolutely no further in subscribers than she was when she met him and it's been several months wow so you know don't always believe what people tell you especially because you know I mean there are people out there like dude I've seen some crazy stuff you know when it comes to um, people's videos and things like that like for instance I've seen people out there who are you know, falling all over themselves, like fainting yeah. all over the place. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm about um, I've, I've seen people who claim, to get, who claim to get possessed at least three times a month. And, you know, they also, you know, they, they claim to see spirits that, you know, are obviously a person just standing in the darkness with a towel over their head. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it's pathetic, the things that are out there, and people are just eating it up. And not only that, but I've actually seen this stuff make it to television. Yep. 
Yeah. I've yeah. seen this stuff move from YouTube onto television. Same people, same instances. You know? And I I don't understand what it is about it that people are eating up because it's obviously fake. I mean, all it takes is a couple of eyeballs to look yeah. at. <laughs> and you know immediately that it's fake. It's not even it's not even convincing. So, you know, I I just don't understand it. I don't understand why people are so oh yeah, you you shouldn't badmouth him because he's legit. He's he's out there doing it, you know, and no he's not. Because for one, it takes more than a person with just with the equipment who, you know, it it takes more than having the equipment and knowing how to use it to become an investigator. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and you have to debunk. You have to debunk. If you're not debunking, you have no evidence. And there are so many people out there on YouTube that aren't even debunking what they get. They're just out there going, oh my God, this happened. It must be paranormal, you know, mm-hmm. immediately. And it, half of the time, it's not. I mean, more than half of the time, I can look at it just from their video and explain exactly what happened yeah so you know and a, and a lot of it i'm i'm just going to be blunt a lot of it's also cgi and you know that it, it just irks me that so many people are lying you know, you know I mean, it's youtube and i get that it's a platform for people to make money but at the same time you know the, the paranormal is out to do something. We're we're trying to help people understand our world in ways that science cannot explain. Right. So you know, it's it's not doing us any favors. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> no, you know, you're very right. So just with you saying that, Andy, I mean, just something that just came into my head is how many people are obsessed with reality TV. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, everything on MTV, everything on, on TLC and VH1 and and whatever. But when you actually talk to those people who were on the show, they're like, it's so it's so fake. Everything is staged and, you know, written and, and produced and whatever. It's so fake. So calling it reality TV is such an oxymoron because it's not real, you know? Exactly. So people eat that up. They eat it up so bad, um, which I don't know, to me is kind of, it's, it's just goes beyond just the human existence of, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of us have, and this is getting so deep and I really apologize, but that's just who I am. Um, no, you're fine, Janessa. There are so many people who have just self-image issues, right? Social media, especially with social media, is such an easy place to go to put a picture, you know, with a, a smiley face or a filter or whatever to make it look like, you know, everything is fine and everything is great. You know, in these reality TVs, especially like The Bachelorette, oh, it's so romantic and, you know, all of these perfect women you know, after the perfect guy, um, it, it just, it raises these expectations of people, um, you know, and particularly women, unfortunately, 
um, you know, they, we have to live to such a high standard. So if those people can reach it, well, then maybe so can I. Do you know what I mean? In, instead of just being able to look in the mirror and accepting who you are and accepting the person that's looking back at you and loving yourself for who you are. Um, I mean, I think that's part of the reason why just me personally, um, you know, it's, it's very easy for me to do what I do because I don't have that expectation. Uh, I mean, anybody on our team, you can ask, we're not, we're not those people who want to have a TV show. And we've had tons of people going, Hey, you know, fill out this application and, and be on this, on this show and, and win this prize and blah, blah, blah. And we don't, we don't do it because that's not, that's not who we are. That's not what we're about. Um, so I just, I feel like, especially in tying with the paranormal, um, you know, a lot of these people want to have that big grandiose lifestyle like they see on tv like they see with um like all of these paranormal investigators on tv that i don't know that they're almost scared to to take off that mask to really show what it's all about so that's why we have teams out there who faint and the particular video that andy's talking about i mean it's just hilarious and i wish i could talk about it but i'm not going to i'm not going to out anybody but it's just it is it is really laughable at the end of the day um you know, so, and that's why it is important to have conversations like this as hard as it is. Um, I mean, you're absolutely right. Saying what's right and what's wrong. It is so important. Um, you know, and hopefully people will have a, a change of opinion and come back to the, the real part of the paranormal instead of living in this, this fake reality that, you know, a lot of, I mean, and unfortunately YouTubers, and to tell you the truth, I'm more upset with YouTubers than I am of TV because as I said, they don't really get to control their content where the YouTubers do, you know, yeah. they're the ones who are producing it and editing it and filming it, everything on their, on their own. And they choose to put this stuff out there. Um, so anyways, yeah, that's, that was just, that was my long tangent. <laughs> no, no, that's fine, Janessa. I totally agree with you on it because like you're saying with YouTubers, they do control all of it. And what it comes down to is trying to get the reputation and right. that that money cash. And, you know, when it's TV, they have contracts. And if you go against that contract, you can be sued. You can be taken exactly. off the air. Or right. Livelihoods done. But, I mean, it, it's different when it comes to is it your passion or is it your job? And right. for, for us, obviously, it's our passion. So we don't want to take a TV show and call it reality. And we're like, yeah, everything's real. It's, t it's perfectly fine. No, no, no. Right. I, I would rather go through YouTube or some type of other platform. If people want to donate, that's fine. But I can't promise you my stuff's going to be exciting, but it's going to be true. Right. You right. know, and I totally understand you. It comes down to that reputation, the reviews and subscribers. And along with Andy, you know, going on to the thing about these people are trying to show what's real and it's really not. I mean, I've seen it on YouTube and I've seen it on Instagram. I can't tell you the amount of pictures I've seen on Instagram since I've started one up for our team with all these ghost pictures. Now, some are pretty good looking, but you can totally tell there's different textures. They just don't form as one photo. You, you know it's sure. not real. But then there's right. some out there, you can totally tell that they're fake, but there's so many people that sadly believe it, and the people that are posting it, I can't believe they're even brave enough to post that. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> well, let me take a step back here and shake my head, you know, Janessa? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I totally, I totally agree. And just even, I mean, even on the smaller scale, not even talking about 
um, you know, YouTube and, and the TV shows and stuff like that. I mean, there are, you know, humdrum, and I, I don't want to say humdrum, that's not what I'm saying, but just like the everyday down in the mud par paranormal investigators, um, you know, we run into a lot of issues, you know, and uh, the whole our orbs ghost I know is such a hot topic <laughs> and I won't get into it today that's a whole other like three hour discussion oh, oh we um, can totally do it <laughs> oh 100 oh I'm so in it like you just call me up you let me know <laughs> um but it's it's just really it's I don't know the way the way that that our team um presents evidence is that we don't we don't ever stamp anything on it and goes yes this is paranormal like this is paranormal evidence yes this absolutely is this or yes it absolutely is that we believe it to be true um our perspective of it especially being there in the moment investigating it, and then going back and reviewing it we can say wow that was really weird we were asking this question and then we were quiet and we got a voice back um you know, but we are all, we always very, especially with the presentations that we do, we're always very open to going, if you, if you can explain this to us, you know, cause we obviously don't know everything. If you, yeah. if you can tell us, yeah, that's not, that's not an actual, you know, paranormal evidence or whatever. I mean, we're so, we're so open to it. We welcome it. Um, because that just, that makes the evidence that we produce that much more concrete, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I mean, having, I don't know. I just, I, I get really frustrated with people and I don't even offer my opinion anymore to tell you the honest truth, just because it's, it's just gotten to me. It, it's just a lot of really bad situations, but you know, just having a picture go on Instagram and you can tell that it's matrixing Yeah. and 95, like I would confidently say 95% of the pictures that are posted, um, you know, on Instagram or on the web or whatever. And I'm like, Oh my God, look, look, there's a face. I see a face. 95% of it is matrixing because biologically that's what our, or scientifically, that's what our brains are designed to do. Yeah. Right. It's, it's supposed to piece together those things to make sense. Um, you know, so, I mean, yeah, it, and I do, it's, it takes a lot to be able to put that evidence out there. My, my thing is, is that I hope that these people that are putting out this evidence, you know, can at least be humble enough to have someone go, Hey, I actually think it's this or, you know, whatever. Um, cause unfortunately paranormal evidence can be, um, oh my gosh, I just forgot the word. See, I told you it was going to happen. I forget That's everything. All right. It happens um, to subjective. the best of us. It, it's uh, evidence is objective, right? So you have one EVP, you have three investigators listen to it. The possibility of it being the same exact thing with every three, like every single one of them is going to be, is very slim you know um so it's yeah it's it's just it's also reminding those of us who are you know outside of the spotlight we're not on youtube and things like that just being just really just reminding them that this is such a humbling experience you know that i i hope that people can at least open themselves up because you just learn so much more that way um yeah. sorry anyway tangent <laughs> No, you're fine, Tanessa. I, I completely agree with that. And I was actually quietly applauding you because that's the same exact way that our team likes to function too. We don't want to put a stamp on it and say, this is completely paranormal. This right. is completely debunked. I mean, unless there's something we can prove that we debunked, but if it's not proven, we're like, we're going to leave that up in the air. That might've been someone that was just scared. They thought they saw a dog. It could have been a coyote. 
but sure. just a couple couple weeks ago, we did an investigation, and the one of the alleged hauntings was you can hear drums coming from the creek that is placed behind the graveyard, and so we started hearing drums actually as the sunset was going wow. down. Oh my gosh! But we, okay. But we learned that there's actually a high school that's over the creek, you know, behind the creek, and. And there's there was a band and you could also tell that it was a modern day band type of drum set going oh. on it, it kept going on oh yeah okay. and then it finally stopped after you know like eight or nine o'clock at night which typically if it's rehearsal as far as we know that's when they quit because it stopped sure so we we did we debunked it but yeah. if we get something completely weird whether it's a sound especially if it's a picture or it's on video or it's an EVP we try to explain to people we don't believe it's natural, but at the same time, it's not evident as if you saw a picture of me with some type of, or better yet, a video with me, and you see something go through me, and then I freak out. I'm like, oh my god, it just got really cold. What was that? Right. But, but right. I didn't see anything. But if it's something that looks weird, but it's not definite, we're like, we believe this is paranormal, but it's completely up to you guys. If you don't believe it, that's fine. This is what we experienced, and this is kind of what we're standing by. But, hey, if you want to go out there or if you want to do a guest investigation, let us know. We'll go out there and we'll see what we can get. Yeah. No, 100%. For sure. I mean, and and there are some people, um, you know, who go out there and they're like, I know without a doubt this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. And and that's totally fine, too. Like, man, if, if you have that conviction, then, you know, all power to you. That's great. Um, you know, there, there, there's just a lot of, I think that's part of the reason why ego is such a problem yes. in this community, you know, because it's no, well, I said that it's this and that's just how it is. Um, you know, I mean, cause there's been times where I've debunked myself, like, um, the very first investigation that I went on with my team, um, I was unaware that, that my now co-director actually has, she's got this really it's such a cute hiccup and it happens all the time when we investigate and it's so cute and I freaking love it and she hates it. And <laughs> so I was unaware that that was happening. And so when I went back to um, like the lower quality digital recorder that I have, there was this one sound and like, I, I could swear to God, it sounded like a goat. And I'm like, Oh my God, that is wow. so freaking weird. What is happening? Blah, blah, blah. And I mean, I had Audrey listen to it and she goes, oh my God, that's so weird. That's so weird. We, you know, took a break from it, went back a week later and we were both like, no, that's an Audrey hiccup. <laughs> so Audrey. it happens literally to the best of us. You know, yeah. we, we all put out evidence that potentially could be debunked. Um, you know, it's just, do you have the balls or the backbone to, or even have be able to put your pride aside enough to go, oh yeah, like a hundred percent. Like I, I can absolutely see how that could be something else, type of thing. Yeah. Um, I completely agree on that as well, Janessa. Because it's like I would rather prove myself wrong than put my stuff out there, be too prideful to accept any different, and then right. someone could actually prove me wrong, and then right. I look like the idiot, and it's like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's ultimately how I'm seeing it. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. We had an experience um, with that very same thing. Um, the presentation that we did down in La Vida, so about the Francisco Fort Museum, he wanted us to come back and do a presentation of what we captured. And so we did. 
And there was one piece of evidence that we were both going back and forth of just going, how is this possible that this is like not human, but at the same time, well, I mean, it, it has to be human because there's no way that it couldn't be type of thing. And we were flip-flopping back and forth on it. And we had, we had contemplated actually not putting it in the presentation because we're just like, this is, I mean, that exact same thing. It's like, well, we put it out there you know, I mean, it's, it's a wilderness. It could be a fox or some animal that we have never like really heard because we live in the city and we're ignorant to those types of noises naturally. Um, (laughs) you know, but we, we decided to go ahead and put it on and every single person who heard that noise, that scream that we captured, there was not one single person who lived in La Vida that could explain that noise. Wow. And they were all flabbergasted. They were just like, oh, I mean, literally, every single one of them, they were just like, oh my God. And, you know, it was like giving people goosebumps and all that stuff. And it was awesome. Um, you know, so, I mean, and that was such a great lesson for me to, to also remind myself, like, yeah, this was weird. It was out of the normal. It was considered paranormal because it was outside the normal. And it actually ended up, you know, furthering not being normal. Um, so, so yeah, that was just that was a really cool experience for for us as a team, I guess. Yeah, I'd have to say so. <laughs> I mean, putting <laughs> goosebumps on me just thinking about the screams because <laughs> when it comes to scream, you know, investigate. I'll, I'll just call it scream investigation. Those are the most frightening to me. You can't see it, you know, mm-hmm. you can't feel it. I mean, you can't through your your skin, but man, when you hear that, it, it's just unbelievable. Especially when you know for a fact it's not an animal or you're in a location that cannot virtually have any type of animal and right. it's just like wow <laughs> wow I, exactly you know and unfortunately i mean we were dealing with wildlife in this location and as there were bears and you know foxes and just all those you know this normal animals you find in a forest yeah and um you know just that experience um well i'll, I'll just go ahead and tell you because this will be one of my ghost stories so yeah. um we so there this fort that is down in La Vida, uh, they, they, I think they consider it to be like the oldest Adobe military fort standing in the United States, I think is what they said. Um, and there's just been a lot of history, a lot of, you know, death involved. And I mean, it just, the history behind it is just incredible. You know, I really do implore you guys and anyone who's listening to actually look into the history of La Vida. Um, and the France, uh, the Fort, the Francisco Fort Museum is one of the most fascinating histories I've actually ever read personally. Um, but every single artifact that was inside, well, I mean, actually, I lied. There's maybe like a handful of them that weren't, but every other artifact that was on display actually came from the families who lived in La Vida, whose you know the generations who went down, they they forwarded all these. Um, you know, these relics and all these stuff down and they decided to put it into a museum. So everything is local. And um, there was a, there was one particular building that was considered a transplant, but it was a building that was across the street um, and it was used as a store and there was like a mill um, post office in the back and stuff like that, but it was considered quote unquote transplanted. And it was one of the most terrifying experiences I've, I've actually ever had in my entire life was in this particular building. Wow, and um, we were we were in the back investigating me and a, and a former member, and there's this window that sits about 12 feet high, I guess, and 
all of a sudden, I mean, he and I are just like sitting, we're, you know, doing EVP, all that stuff. And all of a sudden he and I both see this head, like from the, the shoulders up and it was glowing, but it wasn't like a flashlight was being held on it or, but the, the light was literally coming from its body outward. And it was, wow. it scared the absolute crap of, you know, out of all of us. And we, we were experiencing like seven feet shadows um, in this particular space. And it, it just, it was one of the creepiest experiences ever. So we had gone out of that building to kind of give ourselves a break. Um, and at the end of the night, so and we're all like on edge so at the very end of the night, we're standing outside and we're contemplating whether or not to go back into that building to investigate. And all of a sudden we hear this high pitched to and what we thought at the time was a woman screaming. Like, so, I mean, it just was so terrifying. We actually mm. like contemplated whether or not calling the police. Cause we're just, I mean, we're all of us were like, Oh my God, like, what do we do? What, you know, because it was so real and was so terrifying to us. Um, and we actually, we have that on our website. If, if anyone wants to go and actually hear the scream, um, you can find it on prisoncolorado.com. So, nice. yeah, terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to do exactly that after this podcast, Janessa. <laughs> Good, I hope so. Actually, all Man. of our evidence that, that, we've, um, that we feel comfortable enough sharing with the public is actually on that website have at it there's like two years of stuff i think on there <laughs> sweet awesome that's sweet that, yeah. that'll keep me busy before the bedtime you know i tell good. you <laughs> good <clears throat> andy what do you think about those investigations like how to approach them and such well i've actually heard those stories before and i think it's very very interesting um especially the one about the face on the window because I don't, something about that really, really intrigues me, you know, because it, it almost, I don't know, it almost doesn't even sound ghostly. It almost sounds mm -hmm. like something else entirely, mm -hmm. something else that we can't explain, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I mean, I hate to say it, but it almost sounds alien-like to me. Right, which is so interesting because this area in Colorado actually has one of the highest reported um, UFO alien sightings and animal mutilations wow. in the entire state. Is in this in this um, this county that we were in. Yeah, that's insane. That's interesting that you said that, Andy. For sure. Or like, what about interdimensional? I mean, you can tie that in with aliens, but oh, a hundred percent. 100%. That's the thing that is so fascinating about the paranormal. Um, and part of the reason why we're wanting to do this, this Colorado Paracon is that it's not all about ghosts and spirits and demons and, you know, whatever else you want to believe. It goes so like far beyond, you know, I'm, you know, I'm such a nerd for cryptozoology. Yeah, um, I'm here with you, know, you. Oh my gosh. Like I could go on <laughs> all day about cryptozoology. I think it's so fascinating to me. Um, you know, but even like extraterrestrials and I, I mean, I'm a firm believer in that. I used to not be, um, but I had, I had this one experience, um, and my family laughs at me about it, but like, I, I know what I experienced and I'm, and I'm pretty freaking sure that what I saw was not a plane 
or a meteor or a shooting star or whatever because it just was moving way way too fast um and so so i and, and i truly believe that we have i mean we can't be the only life force you know even in the universe like there has to be other beings that may not look like us out there i mean it, it just it has to be um so anyway so yeah so we we want to get like everything involved we want to get the metaphysical community involved um you know because i'm like i'm considered an empath my husband's a medium my co-director is an empath um i mean just having this that spiritual side tie into the paranormal work that we do is just absolutely fascinating to me and the experiences that i've personally had with with growing my you know gifts or whatever you want to call them um it's, it's just so it's been such an eye-opening experience to me and i mean even seeing andy grow um you know when i first met him he was very timid about what he was able to do um and the the really funny thing is that the youtuber that he was talking about um i actually they reached out to me for help you know with a particular problem that this person was having and it just i don't know i just i always felt andy was a lot stronger than he thought he was and just seeing that you know seeing the the road that he's on and the progression that he's made has just been it's been amazing um you know and and so yeah so it's i i'd love i'd love to broaden you know that topic of is we're, we're not just talking about ghosts and spirits and things like that like it's so much deeper than that I like what you're getting at too, Janessa, because it's like bringing all the corners of the world together, basically. Yeah. You know, it, it's like a big puzzle piece, if you will. And to get that one exact answer of why life or how life, right. you got to kind of bring everything in. And you have to be optimistic about it because I agree about the whole universe thing being way too big for just us to be around. I mean, the biggest thing for me, the biggest contender of why I think there's other life, whether it's interdimensional or it's underneath the earth or it's outside and out, outer space, mm. it's um, the biggest thing is technology. And oh, it's sure. just the thing about it is how a five year jump, a 10 year jump, 20 year jump, a hundred year jump, that seems like a lot to some people, but to others, if you really think about it and you break it down, 10 to 100 years really isn't that much, especially when it comes to technology. Oh, and sure. How from the 1900s we started with, you know, these big ships, you know, the, these steamships, the, these coal ships. And here we are with like ships that are running on totally different fuel, economically friendly fuel. I mean, not all of them, obviously, but, and then we right. also have solar, <laughs> solar power now, and we have cellular devices. And then back in the, the, 1920s 1930s you know we just got fascinated by wires and the telephone was just such a brand new thing and then tv was such a new thing with no audio if you will you know right. i'm not going to be historically accurate here because i'm not a great historian <laughs> but but just jumping from like this hundred year difference there's so much that's been released to us it's like did we truly naturally discover all these different texts and inventions on our own or was were, were there little breadcrumbs around, you know, being dropped for us? Or did we yeah. just happen to come across it? I don't know. I mean, that's the thing, though. When you when you look back, um, you know, I mean, even, I mean, depend, depending on if you're, like, you know, a religious person or not, um, you know, I mean, the, the history of even going back to, you know, 
the time of the biblical times of of when you know they think Christ was on earth and stuff like that um how though that was how many like thousands of years yeah. and then all of a sudden in you know the early 1900s or no I'm I'm sorry the late 1800s I think is is when you know the telephone and I think Thomas Edison I could be totally wrong please nobody like don't quote me on that okay because I'm you know I that's forget right, Janessa. <laughs> that's what that, that's what comments are for that they, they exactly. promise with with dates yes. and years and everything <laughs> yes please educate the educate us on this I mean for real but I mean you're or, absolutely or right <laughs> exactly I mean the the funny thing and not that it doesn't make me feel old because it absolutely does but I mean even talking with my daughter um just having conversations of you know when i was your age <laughs> nine years old like we didn't have computers in my house i didn't have cell phones like you know and it just it literally just blows her mind that just within the span of 20 years yeah. we have you know computers that we literally carry around everywhere that also was you know a camcorder and a, and a, a picture or a camera takes pictures and you know it's it's a music player and it's like all of the stuff literally in your hand yeah. and the especially like even in the medical field like the the medical advances that have come just in the last 100 years you know just going back and and learning about some of the medical practices that they had even in the early 1900s seems barbaric yeah. you know and nowadays we have we have robots that are, you know, that are being, I mean, they're being controlled by surgeons, but they are, they make incisions so tiny and they're so, they're so less invasive than they used to be. It's like, how, how did we get there? How did we get from here to there in, you know, 20, 40, 50 years at this point? Yeah. This is crazy. I absolutely agree. Yeah. I mean, we're supposed to be animals, but here we are with these unnatural things, if you will, the microphones that we're using, computers, these right. surgical, the surgical robots. I mean, these are mm -hmm. things that a deer and a bear can't use. You know, if they if they get cut, they're cut. You know, that exactly. they, they can even throw peroxide on them. I right. mean, it just really, it really makes you wonder when you go deep. Like you said earlier, you know, don't feel bad having a deep thought, a deep conversation, because when you stop and think about this stuff, it really opens up that mind you know it it's does. like what ifs and whys but mm -hmm. it is truly fascinating but i love the rabbit holes that we have here but i've been saving a really good story it's not good but i guess it's good considering the quality of it for fake <laughs> investigators <laughs> yeah I, ha okay. I haven't even told andy about this one janessa but Ooh. my 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 love very it. first experience shoot i would say from 2011 to 2013 um mid late 2013 is when we finally started cleaning shop if you will mm -hmm. but um I, I hate to say it but two of these guys were actually pretty long lost friends of mine if you will we, we go way back and mm -hmm. so i had a lot of trust in these guys and obviously we started the team as friends and it, it started to expand we had people that we never met before on the team we had people from school that were new friends that we met but it, it was more of a hobby, you know, we weren't serious, we didn't understand it all. But anyways, three-year time period, first two years were pretty good. Um, by the second year in 2012, I had my suspicions of these two guys. They, and there was a couple more, but there were two in particular that were just, they stood out. It just, 
I guess vibes. It may be empath. I, I'm not too sure. But um, I always had my doubts about certain things that they would say and certain things that they would share with me, with the team. Mm-hmm. And push came to shove. One of these guys finally spoofed, if you will. And we were able to get video of him throwing objects towards <gasps> other investigators on video. We actually oh, captured that. Oh, my gosh. Sure did. So... But what really irks me, even to this day, is that because sure. I've literally caught them on video faking activities. Oh it, and it's just like, oh, my God. So, obviously, when the videos were shown, we brought it up to them. They had excuses of like, oh, we're just trying to scare people. We're just trying to get the mood going. And I said, well, at the time, you didn't tell us that. You, you were being right. pretty sincere about it. Uh, obviously, that's not something we should do. That's not something we do it all sure. uh, but being that you guys didn't come forward about this and you were sincere and it seems like you're just trying to cover your butts I think it's going to be fair for the rest of the team if we let you go mm-hmm. but it, yeah. it it made me feel really good to be able to justify the accusations that I was having the, the emotions, the feelings before we capture, captured them on video right. that it, it was true you know it, yeah. it's sad but we have evidence of them doing it and that helped us as a team on what to expect, what to look for, what to prepare for and right. how to deal with that in the future. But since then though, Janessa, our, our team has actually been pretty good with not having anybody on that's oh, wanted to good. fake or anything. The, the only, the only thing we've really faced is maybe a couple people that are impatient, <laughs> which, which is understandable. You know, you're in the dark for six to eight hours. You, you get irritable, you get bored, you get right. hungry. I mean, it happens but but yeah we've we've had our share with them and it uh it sucks but evidence is everything as i say and we had evidence to prove that they were pseudo investigators right which and it's it's first of all it's it's hard to do to tell you the truth to catch them in that act so mm-hmm. i mean however you did it big kudos to you um you know because i mean any anything i mean even part of the uh, another reason why it's so hard for us to really be able to share evidence is that a lot of the things that happen can happen off camera. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the moment, yeah, it looks real and it's exciting and blah, 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 but it can be so easily faked. Yeah. You know, yeah, a, it sure a, can. It's, yeah, a, a, a location that I was actually really, really surprised if I had really big belief in it um, was the Pontefract house, the Black, the Black Monk house over in England. Um, wow. Yeah, it had this really big reputation of, you know, being legit. And there was this poltergeist and there were movies made about it. And I mean, it was it was almost as big, in my opinion, as the infield haunting, which, of course, has a lot of, you know, um, <laughs> conflicts about that. You know, there's there's a lot of, um, you know, naysayers about that situation as well. Uh, but it actually there was a there was a particular group that was in there and an investigator had been pulled by the backside up the stairs or really? up the last couple of steps yeah and it was this huge thing and oh my like all you know everyone in the paranormal field was oh my god look at this infer- you know look at this evidence this, this is amazing but someone had taken it and slowed it down and found that this team had actually tied a rope, a white rope, okay? So <laughs> super easy to see on, you know, night vision cameras, you know, yeah. onto his belt and pulled him when he wasn't expecting. So the reaction was real, but 
it wasn't paranormal. And yeah, so it's, I mean, as I said, it's really easy depending on, you know, camera angles and even lighting at this point, you know, there's, there was, um, there was a particular group that I actually watched, um, on YouTube not that long ago where to me, I mean, it was very obvious because of the infrared lights that they had behind him that what he thought was a shadow figure was actually his own shadow. I mean, that's just like, you know, we have to be really conscious about, you know, especially when we're having the, you know, the, the cameras that, you know, just sit there pretty much or static cameras and the infrared lights that come off of it. You have to be really conscious about, especially when reviewing, you know, I mean, as you said, debunking everything, um, someone, I, someone told me, and I used to not believe in this. I thought it was utter and total crap. But, you know, being the person that I am, I can definitely admit when I'm wrong. Um, you know, she she told me that if you ever want to be a paranormal investigator, always go into an investigation skeptic and that you're not going to find anything. Because when yes. you do, it makes those moments so much sweeter um, and so much more valid because you're not expecting anything. Yeah. I couldn't so. agree more on that. Yeah, Janessa. Yeah, and no. you know something else that you kind of sparked my uh, my interest on with this topic mm-hmm. is it's something that you kind of have to look out for because some people, when they fake evidence, it's not actually them faking evidence. It's the, just them having that ideometer effect, if you will. Maybe sure. they're panicking or they're getting scared or they have this mindset of what to look for and they see a shadow and they're, mm-hmm. they're like, oh my God, there it is. And they're not doing it to be you know malicious or harmful. Right. It's just, you know, they don't know any better, really. So it, it, as a paranormal investigator or a team, you know, that's something else to look for is to know if they're doing it purposefully or if it's just by accident and they're just having a little panic. But, right, exactly. And and as, you know, as leaders of the team, it's so important for us to find, to look, to, to find the patterns, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, because if this person is doing it like at every single investigation, like there is something wrong, you know? Um, so yeah, that, that's really important. And unfortunately, I mean, and there's even some investigators that have an experience and they, they really truly believe that that's what they experienced, you know? Um, and I mean, and that's where I think that's where I feel your pride really needs to be, um, you know, moldable at this point. So, you know, someone else can come in and go, Hey, I know you said you experienced this, but from my perspective, this is what I saw. Um, And I've come across a lot of people who are not willing to let their pride, you know, out of the way to have that learning experience. I mean, let's just be honest. There is no quote unquote expert in the, in the paranormal field. Correct. Okay. I mean, even those who've been doing it 20, 30, 40 years, are they experienced? You damn right they are. You know, they have a <laughs> lot of notches in their belt and they, you know, they deserve all the respect and the kudos for doing it that long. You know, I mean, especially like people like Ed and Lorraine Warren. Of course. Like that, those those two to me, like I couldn't respect them more, honestly. Um, you know, but I wouldn't even consider them experts because yeah. we don't know, like we don't have all the answers and explanations in the paranormal field. We just don't. You know, and so being that person who was like, oh, well, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. You're just full of shit or, you know, whatever. It, those are the people that I am most wary of. 
Um, you know, obviously, like, I'm not going to be unkind to them or anything like that. But I, I mean, you definitely have to put those people on your radar a little bit more because it's like, if, if you can't, you know, have the, the personality of going, yeah, you're right. I mean, that probably was my own shadow. It's like, why are you in the field is what I would, I would love to know personally, because it just doesn't make any sense to me, you know? Oh, I so. absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Because I mean, you can be experienced, but when it comes to like an expert or having a founded for sure answer, you're absolutely right, Janessa. We don't have that yet. We we have all these books with basically theories and assumptions. And exactly. while, there, while there's a baseline that we kind of have proven, like the whole theory of spirits having some type of weird energy that the closest thing that I know how to, you know, compare it to is electricity, some type right. of electric energy, which in a sense, we all, even humans are made of that. You know, we have right. a shock. We can mm-hmm. static shock each other, obviously electrocution, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, stuff like that can kind of be proven. But as for knowing where the paranormal comes from, the spirit world, what does it look like? How do you enter and come back? Does it really exist? What does it feel like, smell like? I mean, all of that we we have not proven even after 100, 200 years. We've just progressively gotten closer to being right. able to experience a little more and a little more vividly. But right. we still don't have the answer. So I'm, I'm totally in the same boat with you on that. Well, what about you, Andy? How do you feel on that? I'm absolutely in that same boat. I mean, there was a, a moment I had where, again, you know, once again, I was watching someone on YouTube and uh this woman she uh totally went nuts over some orbs in her video (laughs) and uh you know i i had gone to her and you know i tried to explain to her what she was saying and she she totally went off on me you know saying you know oh lord you don't know what you're talking about our lords are legit and blah 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 you know and it's like well yeah they're legit they're i mean they're absolutely there obviously but that doesn't mean they're paranormal Mm -hmm. you know i mean orbs can be anything i mean even even uh faulty settings on your camera can produce orbs and other anomalies Mm -hmm. you know it you know i i was trying to explain that to her you know and i i told her i said look i don't have all the answers you know nobody does in this field but here's what i know from my experience Mm -hmm. and she just totally went off on me like i had no clue what i was talking about and you know it, it it just amazed me because she was so dead set on you know believing that those orbs were legit and I mean, they were they were obviously very very translucent, so I could tell right away that they were dust. And uh, yeah, she she just didn't want to believe it. Um, you know, it's it's just funny to me how you know people can can catch like things like that and just automatically assume that you know they're right and everyone else is wrong. You know, because part of, part of, you know, being in the paranormal community is being able to take, you know, constructive criticisms. Right. I mean, we're there to help each other. You Mm -hmm. know, the paranormal is just that. It's a community. 
you know i mean we're all brothers and sisters in the paranormal here so we're all meant to help each other it's all about unity so you know to to bark at someone who's trying to help you is just horrible well and unfortunately um just really quick while you were saying that i just had um just a thought pop into my mind um just going you know this particular person that you were talking about there's a deeper meaning to why she reacted the way that she did um you know people don't want to be told you know what you believe is incorrect because that that insinuates that they're stupid right so just the the thought that came to to my head when you were saying that was she she's got a deeper issue connected to whatever was is with this picture and she felt inferior i guess to to your intelligence not that i'm saying that that's what you did i'm just saying that's that's just the i mean you know um (laughs) right but i didn't jump into it in terms of you know you're right and i'm wrong i know you didn't you know people are like this with with every with everything right i mean if it's an opinion or a belief system i mean it doesn't matter is that we are so everyone is so quickly to put the other person down you know even if they're giving you know uh the constructive criticism and all that stuff um you know there this is everything in this life that we experience all comes down to the mental psyche of that person their perspective their belief system their blah 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 and because we live in such a world where it's, you know, I'm right, you're wrong, therefore I'm better than you, um, which is really sad, but that is the world that we live in. People get so quick to um, deflect and and make you feel stupid. You know what I mean? Um, right. I had a really ex- a similar experience with a, a girl. I mean, being the team director, I mean, we, we I'm sure you have too. There's a lot of people who are like, hey, I got this. Can you look at it? You know, can you give me your personal opinion on it and stuff? And we have to do it so delicately. Um, you know, like we have to have that balance of validating that person and going, you know, wow, this is a or this is a really cool picture. I I can see why you you know you thought that this was paranormal or blah blah blah. Um, in particular, I had this one. Um, woman who sent me pictures and they looked exactly like sunspots um, you know fr- from the lens because she was the camera was facing the sun and she's like I just don't get it like you know everywhere I go I I see these spots and you know and it's ha- you have to you know phrase it like in my in my personal opinion this is what I've experienced about just like you said Andy this is what I've experienced in my past um, and unfortunately not everyone's going to take that well, you know, cause they've, their whole, their whole, I mean, I don't want to call it ego, but it is in a, in a way their ego is all wrapped up in, you know, what they put out online. Um, right. so yeah, it's, it's hard. It's, it's really hard going and with the intention of better educating, um, and miss or like, you know, getting rid of those misperceptions that we have in the paranormal field, not everyone is going to take that well. You know what I mean? So 
you can only do you as far as you know what what you think and you believe and you know you want to offer your advice and things like that and if the other person doesn't want to take it well unfortunately that's their that's on them right do you know what i mean and it's sad it's sad that people are like that you know yeah i mean i i i kind of left it at that you know when she started up but you know at the same time i was just kind of like whoa you know? yeah oh a hundred percent a hundred percent it's it's never nice getting unloaded you know from a stranger no less when when all you're doing is trying to be helpful um it sucks it absolutely sucks yeah i think so. what she was kind of missing was having optimism and, and that's what I try to help people understand whenever I give an answer, whether, you know, I'm trying to show them what I see as a fact or I'm giving them a personal opinion or I personally don't feel comfortable enough trying to validate anything because maybe I just don't understand what I'm looking at. But sure. I tell I tell them that it's best to remain optimistic. And for myself, I'm remaining optimistic because it could be something, but at the same time, it could be nothing. But the best answer I give someone is if I can be there, if I can go back to that location that they took the, the picture or the video or the EVP, especially if they could come with me and we could try to recreate that moment, recreate that picture at that location, I, I tell them that is the best way I can give you a valid answer. And maybe we'll experience the same thing. Maybe we won't. Maybe it's a personal attachment that you have. Maybe it was some type of connection you had with the spirit world or maybe it was the sun at that certain time, but I want to try to do my best to recreate that because if we can, there's a better chance that it may not be a haunting, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's a 50-50 if it is recreated, you know, and I see this as an unnatural phenomenon. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. there, there just might be something here. But yeah, well, when it comes down to it, if I can be there, that's great. If I can't and it's long distance, like I tell them, I just have to remain optimistic because what I'm seeing it could be something. It's not something you would see in every picture every day. Sure. But, sure. but you got to remain open-minded that it could also not be paranormal at all. Right. But there are people out there that will jump on you. And sadly, Andy, you experienced one of those. I've had a couple of people myself. They're, they got upset with what locations we were investigating. They don't like our terminology on certain things that we say about locations or we are shouldn't be doing things at all. Oh yeah, yeah. There's been people we we've done public talks with. We we've had locations that we've been to, and we like to talk about these locations. So when we do public talks, you know, seminars, whatever, we like to share that. And some of the people that come in, they're completely not for the paranormal, or you know, they're very sensitive on certain things. They might like it, but they want it to be done a certain way. And that's where it comes down to every human, every living entity. It's where we're made different. And well, some people, they're a little salty when we say, you know, insane asylum instead of mental institution. Well, we don't say it out of disrespect. We say it because we're literally loose lipped. We don't think about it that deep. And to some people, they take it, they take that to heart. So, you know, we remain professional and we diffuse the situation. It's fine. Exactly. Some, pe right. some people have gotten very irate with us about investigating cemeteries. Well, like we tell them, we don't go there to desecrate. We don't go there to summon or conjure. We go there to speak with alleged spirits that still roam the ground. We want to know their story. We want to know why they're still around. And I mean, if we're able to communicate with an intelligent enough spirit, 
that wants to move on. We'll do everything in our power that we can to help. We've not had that experience yet, but we're open to that. And, and we tell them that. And for the most part, these people don't understand still, even after, you know, watering it down to a, a very thin type of context. But, you know, they're out there and you just have to be as patient and strong and optimistic <laughs> with these people as you can, because you're going to run into them in the paranormal field. Oh, yeah. Some, something that you said really quick um, just kind of sparked something in me when you said we want to hear your story. Yeah. That's one of the most common things that I have heard from, you know, pretty much every investigative group that I've talked to. Um, I mean, even some of them that we interviewed for the podcast, uh, that's like a big thing with them. Yeah. So, I mean, and in a way we're, we're kind of, we kind of have that job of being their mouthpiece, you know what I mean? Being yeah. their storytellers cause they can't. Right. Mm -hmm. So the evidence that we catch, I mean, and, and that's something that I actually take onto my investigations. Um, you know, one of the first things that I say, especially when, you know, when I'm feeling, um, like a, a particular entity or energy is kind of like being standoffish. I don't know if, you, if you've like ever experienced that, but just, I mean, it's oh, yeah. just that really awkward, like, I, I don't want to talk to you, but you know that they're there type of thing, Yeah. you know, and there's a lot of times where I go, look, this is, you know, we're not being disrespectful. Um, you know, all we want to do is hear your story. Mm -hmm. That's all, that's all I want to do. That's all, I just want to hear about you and about your life and, you know, just t tell me your story. And it's so interesting because I've gotten, I've actually gotten quite a few really interesting EVPs after explaining, I just want to tell your story. Um, you know, and I just equate that to when you're dealing with, you know, again, that intelligent um, entity, when it's just a personality that literally is just crossed over across the veil, so to speak, you know, I mean, I mean, I don't know, just me personally, I would rather not have someone come in and point something in my face and go, are you here? What's your name? You know, <laughs> knock for me, knock for me. Tell me, you know, let me know that you're here. Because that just, I mean, doing that, especially with like the bigger locations, having that over and over and over, because that's a common question that we ask, are you here? Can you yeah. show us that you're here? Blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, but just being able to kind of relate to them on a more personal level, just going, you know, I just, I want to hear about you, which, you know, even on, you know, the, the living side, everybody just wants to be heard, you know, yeah. everybody just wants to be listened to and respected and, and given that platform and things like that. So I just, I think that's such another really important thing for us as paranormal investigators is to just explain to them, you know, this is, we're giving you this platform, you know, if you'd like to use it, great. If no, I mean, if not, that's fine, you know, but we just, we want to hear your story. So anyways, that, that just was the thing. No, that's good. <laughs> that's great. That's great, Janessa. No, I mean, it's a connection you made and ultimately that's a unification as us real investigators put together you know it's sure it's a respect thing and you're trying to go in with a different method than what you see on tv or youtube if you will and you know ultimately i i always hope that they enjoy questions like that they're actually being talked to talked with not talked yeah. at so yes. so i'm glad you made that connection because that that's exactly how we try to take it on to speak to them yeah. as if they're still in the flesh because they yeah. are still living things entities like we are just not in the physical realm but somehow we're coexisting with each other right you know and 
jumping back onto the whole pseudo investigator thing i think that's something that really helps us as more legitimate and passionate sincere investigators i think that really helps us to be able to express to people that are watching us following us listening to us to understand just how real we are and how sincere that we're trying to not only prove something but to be as truthful as we can about if we did get something or we didn't right and you know i'm also curious andy i know how you were talking to that lady you know you were trying to express to her to be a little open on what it could or couldn't be and you were sharing your experience with her but moving forward what would you share with somebody to this day on pseudo investigators like whether it's about evidence being faked um falsified if you will or you know being more open and optimistic to looking at evidence and knowing if it's real or not how would you approach someone now to help them well i would just say you know be careful about what you see online um and you know if you're having trouble with the paranormal don't turn to youtube you know try to go online and search for a team that could possibly help you you know i mean because most teams they're going to list you know the things that they specialize in so you know just try to find the one that suits your situation and go from there but don't you know don't turn to um, YouTube and think that you can handle it yourself because not everybody on YouTube is going to be telling you the truth. Yeah. You know, and it's it's really sad, but you know, I mean, it, for me, it's just it's a real hot button issue. And there's also, believe it or not, there's also the ones that will actually come to your home and you know, they they do this for money now i'm not saying everyone who does this for money is is fake or anything like that because that's not general that's not really the case but there are certain ones that will come into your home and they will have you um pay up front or whatever and then they'll kind of like half-ass the job mm -hmm. yeah and then, you know, they'll tell you what you want to hear and they'll leave. And nothing will, you know, be resolved from it. So, you know, you have to be really, really careful in that perspective as well. So, is. yeah, it's true, Andy. You know, I mean, I, I've dealt with that in many situations myself. And, you know, I've just, I've known so many different people who, who do that. And it's, to me, that's, that's not fair. Yeah. You know, I mean, these people are genuinely coming to you. And if you're not, you know, I mean, not only that, but there's also, there are some also who are genuinely trying, but they also kind of half-ass it because they're, they're messing around and cracking jokes and you know not really taking it seriously they're not they don't have the attention span to really keep going with it 
you know and i don't think that's fair either i mean if you're getting paid to do a job focus on the job mm-hmm. uh, absolutely because people are depending on you for answers and you know i mean that's that's just what it is for me i mean i'm all about the people you know what i mean yeah. i'm about i'm about helping people and you know helping people get answers and the answers that they deserve not the answers you think they should have but the answers that they genuinely deserve you know i mean these people are are coming to you for help so give them that help you know yeah. just don't just jump into it i mean especially with the paranormal the paranormal is not something that you want to just buy the equipment and immediately jump into it you have to know what you're getting yourself into you have to know what you're dealing with and how to deal with it so that when you get into it and you find yourself a client you can help that client understand because like Janessa said we investigate and we educate you know oh, i love it don't <laughs> go out there don't just go out there and investigate and not give the client any definitive answers educate them let mm-hmm. them know what's going on let them know how to handle it yeah and andy i agree with you on the youtube thing you know not jumping into youtube to get that guidance from people because for the most part when you try to connect with a youtuber you don't really get any response back i mean especially if they're a bigger youtuber but if people are going to a website or they're looking up a local paranormal team and they're able to get that one-on-one exposure with them I feel like they have a better chance of getting someone legitimate and sincere to actually help them. Yeah, and again, like you're saying, Andy, you know, this isn't to attack or call out anybody, you know, specifically. that That's not what this episode's for. But just from our personal experiences, this is what we've gathered. And, you know, that's what the comment section's for. You know, share your stories and your experiences with pseudo-investigators or YouTubers or Instagrammers, all that stuff. But, I mean, the, the fact remains they're out there. I've literally captured investigators that I called not only investigators, but friends on video falsifying evidence. And I mean, it broke my heart and it also just gave me this jaw dropping moment that they went to that length. You know, I mean, whatever their reason to do it, to make me happy, like we got something or just to be a complete ass, I I don't care. You know, I'm going there for legitimate reasons. Whether I get nothing or I get something, I want it to be the truth. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, just kind of piggybacking on what Andy said, I, you know, I think the paranormal community as a whole, um, especially with like local teams and stuff, we have to do better with our communication. Um, you know, because I, I can't even tell you how many times I've had people reach out to us going, I, like I literally you've you're like the third or the fourth person that I've reached out to I'm not getting any help whatsoever um you know can can you help me I just I, I think like if you're if you're not in the paranormal community to do home investigations and which is fine you know I mean there's some people who just want to go out there and do the scientific research and that's I mean all power to you that's totally fine 
Yeah. Um, you know, but we're, we're in this community together. So if you can't, you know, offer them the services that they need, then why not provide them that information instead of them looking at, you know, for on their own, instead of them having to reach out to multiple people go, well, we don't personally do it, but I know this team does like, yeah, that's where, that's kind of like where my frustration is, you know? So absolutely Janessa no I I couldn't agree more with you on that I couldn't have worded it better myself either (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) you you know I mean it's the truth and honestly not only to have you on the podcast but I'm glad that Andy was able to connect us together on this because your team and our team obviously see eye to eye on a lot of things Mm -hmm. and I'm sure there's a lot more teams out there but Sadly, you know, when it comes to pair unity, there's a good bunch that doesn't know how to, there's a good bunch that doesn't want to, and then there's obviously the bunch that can, but this is what this is about. You know, podcasts bring people together, events bring people together, and investigations can too. So, I mean, that's ultimately a really good step for teams and individuals moving forward, and then we share our exposures and experiences together and that can help other people that aren't paranormal investigators, but that actually need help. Cause now we have each other to kind of back up on like, Hey, I don't understand this. Could you help with us? Could you help us with this? And right. so on and so forth. <laughs> right. I mean, even, even with the services that, you know, that my team provides something that I, that I always disclose to them is going, you know, we can come in and we can do our absolute best but I cannot give you a hundred percent guarantee that we're going to be able to get rid of this thing, whatever, whatever it is that you're dealing with, you know? Um, you know, but if I, if we don't know how to, and we're not able to, then we will find somebody who does. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's not about us. It's not about, you know, the, the team over there or the team that's across the country in the end, in that moment, it's about that person who needs help. And that's all that matters, you know? Yeah, I, I totally agree on that as well. I mean, there's a lot I'm agreeing with, but I truly wholeheartedly do. And Andy, I mean, I'm sure you're in the same boat on that as well, I believe. I do. I totally agree with that because, you know, I mean, I, there there have been instances where, you know, clients have come to me and said, you know, other, you know, they, they thank me for helping them mm-hmm. and for, you know, passing them on to somebody else if I couldn't because they have told me that you know a lot of people have other teams and things like that have laughed at them you know and and treated them like that they were crazy yeah. and it's like you know if you're gonna treat people like that why are you in the field yeah you know because this field is all about helping those people and if you're not willing to help them don't be in this field at least not for that reason. Well, and if you're not going to help them, at least, you know, have the respect of, you know, knowing that that paranormal activity happens inside residential homes and those families that are living inside of it are the ones that are suffering, you know? So if, if you can't provide that service, you know, I mean, give them validation for just, you know, the fact that a, that they're humans, and you know humans deserve respect and all that good stuff uh, but the fact that you know the reason why we're in the paranormal field is because of the exact same thing that they're dealing with inside their home so for i mean i'm i completely agree it makes it makes me so upset 
to hear these people going, I just, I was laughed at or it literally like to my core, it absolutely just kills me when people say things like that, because that is not, that's just not how it should be. Even if you're in this field and you're doing it for scientific reasons only, and you're wanting to just do the research and whatever and not do home investigations, that's fine. But don't discredit other people, you know, and what they're experiencing because you don't want to take the time to deal with it. Like that just makes me crazy. So mad. Oh yeah. No, I totally agree on that as well. And I think ultimately, you know, the, the main thing to move forward with this is I want to say it optimism. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we just have to be as open-minded as we can and try to find a, that ledge of meeting in the middle, you know, with all different parties to sure. find that middle point. I mean, not everyone's going to agree. Not everyone's going to feel the same about every little thing, right. but we have to do our part individually and as paranormal teams to be able to try to pull people together if we can. And ultimately like Andy and I personally have found and Janessa, I'm sure you have too. You can't pull everyone in and sometimes you have to let them go off and right. hopefully they'll find their way eventually. Right. But, but no, that, that's a very good point. And, um, but I hate to make this point, but I think we're actually coming up to a very extensive hour. We're almost at an hour and I think a little over hour and 40 <laughs> guys, <laughs> when you get good people together, I mean, great things happen and time just flies. Time's not even a factor anymore. Janessa, if people want to contact you or your team or know a little bit more about you guys and all that stuff, where can they reach you guys? And what is everything that you're associated with? So, okay, so this is going to be a little bit long of a list. Um, more, the most important thing is that if you're interested in learning more about our team, um, we also, just really quick, we also provide um, internship programs within our team um, to give people the opportunity to have their, like, have that leg into the paranormal field, um, you know, and get the education that they need and not necessarily stay with us, but move on to their own endeavor. So if anybody is um, interested in that, you know, about our team, what we do, the evidence that we caught, you can find that all on um, prismcolorado.com. Um, we have we have a Facebook page just under uh, Prism Colorado Paranormal LLC. Um, our Instagram is just, you know, Prism Colorado. Uh, me personally, I'm actually involved with several other things. Um, I'm a, a blogger and a, a writer, an author um, of horror and paranormal subjects and all that good stuff. So my personal page is Blythe Hawthorne, which is my um, my pen name. Um, so you can find me personally there. We also have a podcast that we're working on right now um, that you can find on both Facebook and Instagram called Haunted History. Um, history with an I instead of a Y um, just because we like to be you know different like that and uh, let's see oh and then the last thing that I didn't want to talk about um, we are we are making a full like steam ahead um, we we are planning on having a Colorado um, paranormal convention next year and we, we really are just, not even just for the teams in Colorado, but we really are looking to go beyond Colorado and, and really show what this community is all about. Um, so if you're interested in helping, we're looking for vendors, uh, we're looking for speakers, everything like that. You can find us on um, you know, Colorado Paracon on Facebook, on Instagram, or you can email us at coparacon at gmail.com. 
Man, that was a pretty good list. But hey, more the merrier, Janessa. I'm glad you put it out there. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> you know, well, thank you for giving me the opportunity. It's, it's, it's been really fun, for sure. Absolutely. And you know, a, a really funny thing is that, obviously, I know Andy, and now I know you, but I have also had the privilege, we, the team, actually, before Andy came on, which is the sad part, but we've had the opportunity to talk to one of your investigators, Aaron McGarry on the podcast really yeah oh that girl i love that girl i'm so excited (laughs) yes i'm I'm so like really we're we're really excited that she um decided to come onto our team i mean to tell you the honest truth i feel very spoiled as a director and i say this to them all the time and they're probably sick of it because i'm such a corny person (laughs) but i really feel like like i have the dream team and I've got everybody that is supposed to be in with us and in our invest, you know, our organization, and we're making things happen. And I and I know that it's just the universe that has brought everybody together. And yeah, so we're so thankful that Aaron is there. You know, I mean, I mean, I literally could go on and on and on about every single person um, in my group. But yes, I'm. But that makes me happy though that you got to talk to her though. She's such a sweet person. Absolutely. She's so fun. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, Danessa, what we'll have to do is get you back on, obviously. I know Andy's game for it. And get That's Aaron back on and even some other investigators from your team and do a, a whole collage. Yeah, yeah, we would love that. I mean, there's there's some, we've got some really um, fascinating people on our team. So, yes, we would we would absolutely love to come back and, and chat with you for sure. Yeah, we'll figure something out. That I think that'd be a great time. Yeah. Perfect. Well, well, Andy, do you have anything for Janessa before we wrap this up? Uh, no, I think that about covers it. All right. Well, Janessa, thank you for coming on and speaking with us and having an amazing almost two-hour session with us. This was fantastic. Thank you. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate, um, you know, I mean, as you said, the paranormal community is everything to me. So being able to, um, to talk about it and, and meeting other people is definitely, like, my thing. So... Thank you for letting me come on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. You have a good night now, Janessa. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye. All right. All right, Andy. Once again, we've done it, man. What did you think about that podcast? I thought it was very, very great. I mean, very informative. She sure, certainly had a lot to say on something. And uh, I knew she would. So I, I really thought she was going to be perfect for this podcast. And it turns out I was right. Andy, I tell you, the more you bring people on, you're just going crazy with all these people that you're getting on the podcast for us. I can't thank you enough for bringing the guests on, man. And it's wonderful to be able to talk to all these different people from different parts of the world. I mean, obviously right now it's the United States, but we're open to everyone. But I mean, different stories, different experiences, different beliefs, techniques, uh, methods, all that stuff, you know. So, I mean, it's great. I I thought it was a wonderful podcast. We talked about... A pretty difficult you know topic not only because it can be sensitive for some people or they're afraid to talk about you know fake investigators or people playing the game but it's it can also be a little difficult to break it down you know and expand it out for so long but we done a near two-hour podcast about it so I mean I know we kind of rabbit hole but that's part of it the paranormal has rabbit holes everywhere <laughs> So, Andy, do you have anything else that you'd like to throw in for pseudo-investigators or this podcast? No, I think we've pretty much covered it all. 
All right, man. Well, you know what time it is. We got to put our outlets out there for all of our wonderful listeners. If you guys want to join us on the podcast sometime, talk to us, ask us some questions, get some topics thrown in, anything like that, you know, to go to Google, type in PILT Paranormal. You'll find our Facebook, Instagram, website, podcast, all of our wonderful outlets, and you'll be able to send us emails and all that fun stuff. So we'll be around to talk to you, get to you as soon as we can. But uh, as Andy said, I think that pretty much sums it up for the evening, and uh, that's a podcast. So thank you guys once again. Stay tuned for our next podcast. I'm sure we'll have some more topics coming out this way to you. And until that time, stay frosty.